Seku Smith, John Schumann here on the Hangtime Podcast after game one of the 2017 NBA Finals, the much-anticipated game one that... There's only t- game one? There's confetti on the floor. I, know, I, thought, I thought we were done. Turned into Routesville um, in the second half, in the third quarter, huge third quarter, obviously, for the Warriors. Um, a very meticulous performance for a team that has been plagued at times throughout their rise here with carelessness with the basketball and turnovers. This was a, a remarkable effort for them in terms of taking care of the ball. Yeah, I think the one thing we noticed as the game was going on was Cleveland's turnovers. They had 10 in the second quarter. They had four in the first eight possessions of the third, which is when uh, Golden State really opened things up, built a, built a uh, 21-point lead. Um, but the Warriors had only four turnovers, and it turns out that's an all-time franchise low. Um, since we started counting turnovers in 1977, that's the fewest the Warriors have ever committed in a game, regular season or playoffs, which is uh, rather remarkable. That's staggering. Um, I know this won't get us invited to the uh, Barnes family reunion next month, but Kevin Durant's a bit of an upgrade over Harrison Barnes, is he not? They went to him early and often. And, you know, we talk about LeBron being like the ultimate matchup that nobody can deal with, but... The Warriors have a matchup problem in Kevin Durant, and even LeBron can't guard him uh, all that effectively when Kevin Durant wants to rise up. And you know, with his size and his, his shooting ability, he, he there's no matchup for him either. It looked like Durant's length bothered. Le- I mean, I don't want to freak out the Jordan LeBron debate crowd, but it looked like Durant's length really bothered LeBron, he which was- is which is rare. We don't see LeBron agitated like that with a single defender very often. He was really good at rim protection. Golden State, I mean, we noticed early in the first in the first half that Golden State missed a lot of layups. But then in the second half, Cleveland was getting to the basket, but the Warriors were rotating well and getting there just in time uh, to protect the rim on a lot of these Irving and, and LeBron drives. And Durant was one of those guys that was there um, to protect the basket and, and, and and keep from Cleveland from finishing and really making any kind of a, a run offensively. 113-90 win in game one for the Golden State Warriors. Thank you, Smith. John Schumann here, Hangtime Podcast, on the floor at Oracle Arena, trying to keep from getting run out of here, by the way, uh, by the Blue Coats. The Blue Coats at Oracle do not mess around just for future reference for anybody that's in this building. You better have your badge out where they can see it, and don't disrespect them. Um, I felt like there was a stretch in this game where you expect Cleveland to make a run and, and to kind of come after the Warriors. And early in the third quarter, it didn't happen. It didn't – You know, the Warriors picked up a couple quick baskets, got the momentum, and blew the game open. Both teams had a ton of time off to rest, so you can't blame it on – you know, being rusty and not, you know, having, I mean, both teams had a first half to get all of that out. What did you think was lacking in Cleveland's effort? Was it, I don't maybe think maybe they didn't know how to combat it or? Yeah, I don't think anything was lagging. I think they, they, you know, Golden State was just the better team, better. They've been the better defensive team all season long. Right. They ranked number two defensively in the regular season. They were number one through the first three rounds. Um, and I thought their defense was excellent tonight. And I think the one thing I liked is sort of in the first half, they sort of let Cleveland get into the switches that they liked. They let, you know, they Curry would would switch on to whoever was, was getting the screen set for him. 
I liked in the second half, uh, Golden State sort of didn't um, allow that switch to happen so easily. Uh, a lot of times, you know, Curry, the Curry's man would set a screen, and the ball handler's man would be a little bit make a little bit better effort to scramble and get back in front of his guy after the after the screen, whether that was LeBron or, or Kyrie Irving. Um, and so the Cavs weren't sort of able to take advantage of Stephen Curry in one-on-one situations as much as they probably would have liked to. I will tell you, honestly, the most startling statistic from this entire game for me watching this was Tristan Thompson, uh, basically a no-show on the boards. And that, that's a credit to Zaza Pachulia, JaVale McGee, and Durant and all the Warriors making sure they kept a body on him and kept him away from the, you know, from his spots rebounding. But we talk about how important Kyrie or LeBron or somebody is. The Cavs can't win games against this Warriors team if he's not a factor on on the boards, can they? No, but I'm I'm, I'm curious to see because after, you know, Pachulia played the, the beginning of the first half, beginning of the second half. JaVale McGee played some first half minutes. Um, but the last six-plus minutes of the second quarter, the Warriors played small. And then they played small a lot in the second half as well. They didn't even go to McGee. They went to James Michael McAdoo. Um, but the Cavs didn't really go big. To, they, they, they matched up small as well. And so Thompson never really came back and, and, and tried to take advantage of that, of the, the Warriors playing small and try to beat them up on the glass. So I'd be curious to see if Golden State does the same thing in game two, if we see more of Tristan Thompson um, and maybe maybe the Cavs don't like Tristan Thompson against a small lineup and not his you know trying to defend smaller guys out on the perimeter. So I'd be I'd be curious to see if there's more of him against Golden State's small lineups in Game Two. If you were, I mean, let's look ahead to Game Two. Obviously, Game One in the books, the Warriors win, going away, one thirteen ninety. If you're Cleveland, what's your biggest adjustment, most glaring adjustments you have to make? for game two what's your schematic adjustment that has to be made it's tough i mean you want to say oh we gotta well first thing is transition defense there's some obvious mistakes in transition with them where kevin durant had the ball driving down the middle of the floor and stephen curry's on the wing and they go to and and the first their first instinct is to cover cover steph cover curry and that just leaves a you know lets durant walk in for a dunk so first thing it's got to be transition deep one well first taking care of the ball Right. Take care of the ball and then get back in transition better than they did uh, in game one. It's got to start with that. And if you can get back in transition, you've done, you know, you've done a, a good deal of the, a good chunk of the work defensively. Um, you know, I don't know if there's opportunities to double Durant with this team. It's just they just they're just too good. Otherwise, they're too good dealing with double teams and, and working four on three and obviously have shooters all over the floor. So that's tough to do. So uh, defensively, I'll be curious as to how, how they can improve other than just getting back in transition and, and trying to slow the Warriors down a little bit. We talk so much about how different this the matchups would be with Durant as opposed to Harrison Barnes with Bogut out of the mix and Zaza Pachuni's guys. We knew Durant would make a huge difference. I had no idea how big a mismatch he is on other ordinary players like and they, some of these other, I mean, as much as a problem as he was for LeBron, some of the other Cavaliers have no shot of dealing with him. Yeah, and he, he wasn't just an upgrade on Harrison Barnes in this game. They ran the offense through him. Right. Like, so they were, 
is you know Harrison Barnes was you know on the on the weak side or whatever, and it's, a lot of possessions came down to whether he can make or miss shots. Right. Kevin Durant wasn't just a weak side catch and shoot guy. They ran the <laughs> offense through him early and often in this game. So, I mean, that's a totally new element where now you got Steph Curry playing off the ball and allowing him to to uh, sort of take advantage of any attention paid to Durant. I was hoping we would get seven epic nail-biter last two-minute instant I really classics. want a close game. I want to see what these two teams, I want to see what the lineups they go to in close games. I want to see the, the actions they go to in close games. But uh, unfortunately, we'll have to wait at least another three nights for that to happen. Maybe we'll get it in game two of the 2017 finals. The trilogy. Uh, Golden State Warriors, Cleveland Cavaliers. Sacred Smith, John Schumann from NBA.com here on the Florida Oracle Arena. Um, Make sure you check out all of the finals coverage on NBA.com and NBA TV, NBA.com slash finals. Um, the podcast will be there. Um, all of our written analysis and game coverage, video galore, uh, clips from game time, the best interviews, post-game stuff, everything. You can find it on NBA.com slash finals. Uh, we'll see you Sunday night, game two. After whatever transpires in in the next 48 minutes or more of this unbelievable back and forth between two great teams, but apparently one is always going to have the other one on the end of its jab. Um, It was like that again in game one to kick this series off. We'll holler at you next time. Thanks for listening to the Hang Time Podcast, and be sure to subscribe on iTunes. For a new episode every single Thursday this season. And as always, people, remember, say kuna matata.